0: Well, it's uh, the day before Christmas. So I'm just going to say it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, last year, this time, we couldn't gather together because uh, Christmas actually fell on, on a Sunday and the school was closed, but I'm so glad that we could be here together. It's more of a family feel. We got all the kids here. There is no nursery today, so that's why you hear River crying out there. Um, but, you know, there, there are things that happen every Sunday, that is not according to plan. Like if you're involved in any way on the environment team or setup or in any kind of any kind of preparation for the service, there are things that happen that we don't plan. Um, and you know, when you're when you're trying to put a service together and you're you're trying to eliminate distractions and all these kinds of things, and that's the goal, right? We want to do that. But today, a reminder like coffee spilling during the songs or like a child crying, this is life, right? And we are a community that comes together in sometimes in all of our messiness, um, just the way that we are. And life can feel like that, despite what you're feeling, despite the mess of your own personal life. We sing together, we worship God together, and we acknowledge His goodness in our lives. Um, this is, as you heard me pray probably before, that this is a day of rejoicing and it's a day of rest. It's both of those things. And I'm going to read this final passage for us today and explain. Really briefly, why, after this reflection, we'll have one more song, then we'll pray, and then we'll head upstairs and have a meal together. Um, But this is the last passage there on the back of your bulletin. It's from Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. Isaiah the prophet, speaking the word of the Lord, announced, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So I said it's a day of rejoicing and rest. Well, why is it a day of rejoicing? Well, this passage tells us, right? The people who are walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned upon them. In the Bible, when you talk, when you read about darkness in the land, or you read about people dwelling in darkness, that usually means that the people are spiritually lost. They're in darkness. That means there's even a darkness within them, that they are sinful, they are evil, they are wicked, they're a people of darkness. It also implies wandering, right? If you're walking around in darkness, you don't know where you're going. Right? You're not sure what to seek after. You're a person who's wandering and you're lost. Darkness also implies wickedness and evil in the land. Right? In a time of darkness, it means in a time of society's moral corruption and rebellion. All of those things are implied here when it says that we were a people who walked in darkness. Now, if you've been a Christian for a while, you'll forget that that's your story. You'll forget that there was darkness inside of you or you'll forget that there was a day when you didn't want God and you rebelled against God. It's easy to think about maybe darkness in the land and wickedness and sin and evil in the world, but you'll forget that this is our story. But what's happened? A light has shined on us. The people who are dwelling in great darkness, they've seen a great light. Those who are dwelling in deep darkness, a light has dawned on them. I want you to know what that implies. Like, you know, in our home, Our youngest river has like seven pacifiers at one time, like anywhere accessible to him. And what he'll do is often in the middle of the night, he'll take it and he'll throw it all over because he wants us to come in and get him, right? Or he wants us to come in and pick the pacifiers up. So what we try to do when we come in is we try to real sneakily come in with our, our phone. What do you do when something's lost, right? You turn the flashlight on, right? And you're looking for it, right? You're hoping that you can find whatever it is you're looking for. You might not have a pacifier, but this is really handy, right? When you're in darkness and you're trying to to find something. Now, when you think about that, (laughs) in comparison to what I've, in in relation to what I've just shared, I want to tell you, it's not like that. We're not like people who are just trying to shine a light looking for something in darkness. That's not our story. We are like the missing object. We're like those who are lost. We're like the pacifier in the story. And what this is telling us is that a light has shined upon us, those who needed to be found, those who were lost and wandering and in spiritual darkness. You didn't, you're not the one shining the light, trying to find a way through God's light in Jesus Christ has shined upon you to find you. That's the good news here. We were people in darkness who could not find our way out. We, could, we were like grasping in the dark. And what has happened is that God has shined his light to us. He has found us. And what's the reason? Well, it's because a child has been born to us. I mean, I want you to, if you are singing here and you are hearing our youngest river crying, like think about him being the hope of all the world, Right? <laughs> Like, when you think, when somebody tells you, we're having a baby, if you're in New York, you're like, you might think a couple things. Oh, what's going to happen to your career, (laughs) right? Or, like, now you got to find a bigger apartment. Or, like, what, there are certain things that go through our minds when we hear that somebody's having a baby, right? You think about sacrifice and obligation and all kinds of things, right? But after saying all of this stuff, like, the, like, that, The people in war are going to take their clothes and burn it in the fire. What does that mean? There's not going to be any war anymore, right? There's going to be a day when there's no more bloodshed. There's going to be peace all across the land. And you're hearing about these things that a light is shining in the darkness. And you're like, well, what is it going to be? Isaiah says to us, for unto us a child is born. That means God is going to come. And what it implies is weakness and, and vulnerability He's going to come in that way in in humility, weakness, and vulnerability into this world. And in that way, he's going to oppose all the kings and kingdoms of this world. And he's going to bring about redemption and salvation. This is why we rejoice. There's going to be a day, we read about it today, but there's going to be a day when there's no more war. No more oppression. No more rebellion against God. And we ourselves will no longer have a heart that's that's bound by addiction and strongholds and patterns of thinking that are broken and patterns of behavior that are broken one day even our mortal bodies will be redeemed and it's not because of anything we do but it's because his light has shined on us if you don't believe me this is also a reason for rest what you're going to see here at the very end is how this happens if you look at verse 7 again Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Now get this. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. I love that last line. Like, there are times, even if you're a Christian, even if you know that you need a Savior, even if you admit that at one point you had to pray the prayer of salvation, confessing your sin, that Jesus saved you, you can live the rest of your life as if you're the Savior, as if you're the Christ, as if you're the one who brings about God's ultimate promise. You'll forget that a light had to shine upon you, and you'll forget that it is the zeal, the passion, The desire of God that accomplishes this. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where in your life you're looking for salvation and redemption and deliverance. Like, I don't know if it's the things that you do or the way that you think or something that you're experiencing right now. But there's a way to go about this season as if it all relies upon you. Family, God has built his name, his reputation in Scripture as a deliverer. That's who he is. He is a deliverer. He is a rescuer. The one that rescues people from bondage. The one that rescues people from their plight. From their own wickedness and their own sin. He is our deliverer. And so that is a reason for us to rejoice but also rest. Knowing that that's who he wants to be for us. In this season you might feel like, well, I got to be happy. Like, I got to act like everything's okay. I got to somehow muster up the desire about, for the Christmas season and all of that. Like, I want to tell you, we, the, our story, when we gather here in worship, we're not coming together because we're all happy. And we've somehow mustered up the Christmas spirit to be together. That's not why we're here. We are here because our story is that his zeal, his desire, his passion has done this. And will accomplish this in the future too. You're not saved by your desire. You are not saved by your passion for God. You're not saved for your zeal. How will this light shine on us? How has it shined on us? How in the future will there be peace? How will there be redemption and will there be salvation? The passion of the Lord Almighty, he'll accomplish it. The zeal of God will do it. I want you to ask yourself today. When you think about God's passion, and you think about God's desire, and God's zeal, how great is it in your eyes? How great and strong is that desire to save? How great is his passion for you? How great is his desire and zeal for you? It's great enough to come into this world come a fetus in a womb to be born in a manger to be raised in this world to die naked on a cross and to rise from the dead that's how great his desire his passion and his zeal is for us he will certainly do it he is going to be our he will be is and will be our wonderful counselor our mighty god our everlasting father and our prince of peace. That means he will be our counsel and wisdom to lead and guide us. He will be our powerful God. He will be a father to us. And he will be our peace. This is why we rejoice. And this is why we can rest today.